Hello there. You're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. Ryan the Oil. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just now read it. What the fuck does that say? It says Ryan Theo Hilianus. What the fuck does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it'd be funny to throw something in there. You, you didn't even curveball. say it. I know. That was just for you, though. Just... Well, well, I'm Dylan Johnson, and today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We will also be talking about the newest video game movie adaptation, Uncharted. And we'll talk about the video game Curse and see if Uncharted was able to break it once and for all. And to help us do that, we have Alexa Kavarlas with us. Alexa, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing all right. Enthusiastic. It's not very enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I really, I really do love Uncharted. I'm just kind of thrown off right now because I can hear my voice and I sound like a 12 year old. Well, that's okay. We all sound that's like a 12 year old. That's the podcasting podcast. biz. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Every time so. I listen back to myself, I think, gosh, I sounded just like that when I was 12. Is that true? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what in the world? You're not funny for that. I just thank God. I hate my voice. <laughs> Listening back to it, terrible. I go back and forth. It depends on which parts of the podcast I li- like. Like sometimes I'll listen to it and I'll be like, "Yeah, that sounded pretty good. I got a pretty good voice right there." And then other times, what you were I'm saying just... or your actual voice? You go no, back the, and forth. No, my, voice. my voice, my voice. I the things I say are always good, Ryan. I'm very <laughs> good on this podcast. But my voice, I go back and forth on whether or not I like my voice. See, it sounds what, good in my head. Like, it really does. Well, yeah. But sadly, I don't know. There's that whole science thing about whatever reason why you hear your voice differently than how other people hear it differently. Yeah. Something what a like shame. That. I, yeah. Because I think everyone everyone loves the way they sound in their head. And when it comes out, not so. Very tragic. But yeah. that has nothing to do with Uncharted. <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today so we're going to jump into the news and to start out with paramount last week they came out with some announcements about new projects and one of them is confirming a quiet place three that will happen as will the side project which i think has come out 2023 and then a quiet place three comes out in 2025 so you can look yeah you can look forward to that really far out jesus boy i mean yeah that's true it is far out but Thinking about things like 2024, like that's coming up. That's insane. Movies are already getting announced and put in development that are going to come out two years from now. Yeah, that's crazy. We're getting so old. Getting old every year. Adding another number to that age. Jeez. It's becoming a very (laughs) like therapeutic (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Opening up about voice insecurities, talking about getting older. Crazy. We're watching our own coming of age story right now, Ryan. 
It's true. That's insane. We're capturing it for eternity on the podcast form. <laughs> yeah, until we stop, until we stop paying our our uh, what is it called the fee to get it on Spotify. <laughs> then then it's gone forever. Does it take it off? It like removes it. It doesn't just stay on there. Yeah, no, you have to pay for it to be streamed to the different. I mean, I think we'll always have the recordings, but if you're not paying the fee every year, it doesn't just stay up there. That's why you have to pay every year. Really? That's crazy. I feel like I've seen defunct like podcasts that no longer upload anything, but it still has their whole backlog there. They probably pay every year because they're, they're paying too... to have something there. Yeah, because they you don't want to get rid of it. to YouTube, bro. Yes, YouTube will stay there forever. So if we wanted to, if we didn't want to pay every year, we could just put these on YouTube whenever we're done. When we get old and die. Wow. (laughs) Now we've hit death. We've covered the whole gambit of (laughs) fears, insecurities, all that. And depending on who you are, this could be another fear coming up. A new Star Trek film, which is supposed to have Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and all them. But... Allegedly, I also heard that they didn't even know, like these actors didn't even know this project was getting announced. So remains to be seen if they'll actually be coming back. But Paramount does plan to have a new Star Trek movie coming out sometime soon. Yay. I guess. That one is me not being enthusiastic. As opposed yeah. to like, I'm just not, you know, not in love with, with the new Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. this week was the new Elvis trailer from Baz Luhrmann. It has Tom Hanks and uh, what is his name, Austin Butler. Yes, ah, guessed it right. It looks good. I think I'll have a good time. I thought so too. I was thoroughly surprised. Yeah, I did not expect to go into this and be like, okay, this would be a movie I want to see. Now I want to see it. I'm down. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I hope that they don't like glamorize. Oh, hello. Yes, you got to speak louder, Alexa. I don't know. I just kind of hope they involve like Priscilla's story. Priscilla's Priscilla 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 Presley. Presley. She was fourteen when they started dating. It was insane. And also his cousin. No, she's not. He was not his cousin. She's related to him somehow, isn't she? I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure. We'll get back on this. <laughs> I'm Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go look at clear up. the answers because I'm fairly confident. That I no, she was 14 when they started date, dating, and when he did they was start 21. Dating? How old was he? He was 21. He was 21, and then they got married when she was like 18, 21, and then after they had a kid, he started like cheating and doing doing drugs and all that. Actually, I'm pretty sure that he did the drugs. Uh, during their relationship. Whoa. Well, there you he go. He did not marry that is his the cousin. Elvis movie brought to you by Alexa. <laughs> and just to update you, it wasn't his cousin. I told but, you. But he did meet her when she was 14. That is correct. Gotcha. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they'll go into that. I don't know. Okay. They might. Anyway. They might try to gloss over that one. Yeah. But, as often they do. Yes, we shall see them. Moving on to the box office breakdown for the weekend of February 18th to the 20th. And it was also the President's Day weekend. So there is going to be a four-day total for the top two movies. And topping the charts is Uncharted, 
with 44 million. I see which what you is, there. Yeah, thank you. Which is beyond what you predicted and what I predicted. It exceeded expectations and got 44 million in the three day and 51 million in the four day, which is really good because not a lot of people were expecting a good performance out of Uncharted. Yeah. After Uncharted was dog, not the dog, the bounty hunter story, it made 14 million in its three day and 17 million in its four day. Which is also stunning. Channing Tatum, they did it. It This was his comeback. (laughs) Uh, And then after that, we had Spider-Man with 7 million, which is its 10th week, and it had a 1% drop. Fuck off, Ryan. That's insane. It had 0.8% drop. That's crazy. Tom Holland, what a weekend for him, man. And yeah, again, that's very impressive. Also as impressive as kicking death death on the Nile which was our number one last week, is now in fourth place with 6.5 million. After that was Jackass Forever with 5.2 million. We have Marry Me, 3.7 million. Sing 2, 2.8 million. Scream, holding on with 1.9 million. Cursed, I don't know what that is, 1.7 million. It's some new horror movie. I had to go look it up and I was like, what the heck is that? But yeah, it made it into the top 10 and rounding out the top 10, Blacklight, 1.7. 1.7. Now for some box office predictions for the weekend of February 25th to February 27th. There's no really big movies coming out this weekend. Yeah. There's so, the, Uncharted weekend is the big thing. Yes, that will be the big thing. There's like uh, Cyrano, which is the Peter Dinklage movie, which I don't yeah. think is getting a wide release. It'll be limited. And also uh, Studio yeah. 666, which... Oh, I want to go see that. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, it's the Foo Fighters movie. Yeah, that's also it looks funny. Out. I watched the trailer; it looks good. Yeah, we'll see how that does. I may be able to get some people that want to go for a fun time, but yeah, definitely neither of those will kick off Uncharted from number one. So, what do you think it'll get in its second weekend? Twenty. Twenty. I think twenty is a good guess. Chop it right in half. Yeah, I think it's good. I'll say i'll go 21 million i'll go just a bit higher than you fuck you <laughs> i'm betting on this fuck one you. there's nothing important about the uncharted um i'll say 20 million in one dollar <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole i'm telling you it'll be a 21 21.4 there we go specific guess watch it great country. what about you alexa what do you think uncharted will make in its second weekend Probably 25. 25? Yeah. She's guessing 25. I might guess 25. She thinks it will hold on strong. I mean, people love Tom Holland, especially like with his relationship with Zendaya, like booming all over the internet. People are just going to want more of Tom Holland. But do you think people are oversaturated with Tom Holland these days and that they just see him too much? Um, a bit, but what's wrong with that? Okay. She said you can never see him too much. Exactly. I disagree. You're just saying Oh, Dylan, well, you've been jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's jealous. Yeah, jealous of Tom Holland, yeah. Well, I mean, we all are. I know, we're we're all jealous of Tom Holland. On top of the world right now. Two massive movies back to back. But yeah, we will see... In the second weekend, if he's able to lead Uncharted to another number one 
on the charts. All right, moving on to the video game movies and the curse that has surrounded video game movies. It is no secret that we've had a lot of adaptations that have began that began with uh, Super Mario Bros. in 1993. Mm. The live action one, which was notoriously bad. I've always wanted to see it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've always wanted to watch that movie, but it's never anywhere. Was this the one where they were high all the time while shooting it? Probably. It's John Leguizamo and... uh, Ah, fuck. What's his name? Ah, fuck. He's the guy... He's he's, uh, the main character in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I'm pretty to, sure he's they a really were good high actor. all the time when they were shooting it because the actors hated it. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> so much. Bob Hoskins. He's Mario and John Leguizamo is Luigi. And it just looks incredible. I mean, the set design, the costuming, but the story was great. Yeah, truly an underrated gem. Yeah. I don't think we were able to... It was written by the guy who wrote skit. Now You See Me. Wow. That's funny. I mean, at least he got a little bit better, it seems. But yeah, Super Mario Bros. kicked it all off. And we've had a bunch of others like Tomb Raider, Warcraft, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, mm-hmm. Resident Evil, Hitman, Mortal Kombat, and so on. And none of them have been good or very acclaimed or did very good at the box office. Yeah. Some of the best ones are Detective Pikachu, which has a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Sonic with a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, which are the only ones to have a fresh Rotten Tomatoes score while also having a live-action component. Technically, Angry Birds 2 has a 72%. I mean, it's an app. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a video game. Well, I guess, I but it it's also... Like, yeah, you can call it a game, but... Like, that could have just been any story, any, like, animated movie that they wanted to do. And all they did was just put birds there and green pigs there. Yeah. Like, there's never really anything to adapt from an app that is essentially just throwing things at other things. They weren't, like, following the plot of Angry Birds. Yeah. Because there's no plot to Angry Birds. Yes. They took the skins of Angry Birds. Take the eggs of the birds. There's no plot. That's the plot. There's no plot. plot. That's the plot. I could have made a movie where the foxes steal the eggs of the penguins and the penguins have to get the foxes. And you would have said, oh my God, so original. I'm pretty sure that's a movie too. I don't think foxes and penguins ever interact, (laughs) Alexa. You know, I think you should shut up. That's true. But that would be the original part of it, is throwing the foxes into Antarctica and letting them go wild. It could be an Arctic fox. I don't think there are Arctic foxes in Antarctica. You know, just who's the science major here? <laughs> but it doesn't seem not like in biology. You. Well, not with animals. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. The highest grossing video game movies have been Warcraft, which made four hundred thirty-nine million, which I did not know. That's pretty impressive. It's because of lie. China. It made like two hundred. Uh, that makes so China. much sense. And it's all and followed following that is Detective Pikachu, which made four hundred thirty two million, which does make sense. That was very big budget. Ryan Gosling played Pikachu. You know, of course, people were going to go see that. Indeed. So, yeah. Why do you guys think it's so hard for us to get a good adaptation of a video game? 
Well, when I was watching it the entire time, I like, I know be, like I was just thinking, I was like, oh, if I press square, like he's gonna punch this, or if I press triangle, I'm gonna like dodge this. I'm probably like butchering all the movements, but like, um, I think it was just. It's just hard because like you're playing as the character and it's very different like seeing it from like the outside perspective. It's character. odd not having the interactivity. Yeah, it's really weird. Gotcha. Yeah, so that does seem to be like the biggest thing people point to is if you take a video game and put it into a movie, you lose that interactive element of you actually mm. playing the character and doing those things. You're like living through those scenes, which... Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think can be a big part of it. But I also don't think that means that video game movies can't be successful just because of the loss of interactivity. Mm. Because we have seen video games that are very good that are based off of movies that are also very good. So I'm this thinking about true. Batman, right? The Arkham games mm-hmm. and Batman movies. Same with Spider-Man. Spider-Man oh, PS4. I love the Spider-Man Universally games. loved... But you also go into No Way Home, and you love that as well. So it is possible to transfer. I think superheroes, I think superhero content in particular is easy to deliver in different mediums because it is very much just a very realistic world and a very realistic like human story, but with like these crazy controls that you can give to a video game. You have Spider-Man who can swing and, and beat people up and Batman who can fly through the sky, and it's all fun that people want to do, and they want to do these things. And same thing with like Star Wars games. You're taking these abilities that people don't have in real life and you're translating them to a video game. It's very easy to do that as long as you can do it in a way that is successful, like things like the Spider-Man games, Batman games, Jedi Fallen Order, things like that. And I feel like it is easier when you come at it from that perspective of trying to make a good story with characters who might have superhuman abilities or might not. That's why some of these video games are successful coming from movies. I feel like a lot of the game, like when you take a game and put it into a movie, they're picking some of the most successful games, which aren't inherently like great stories. And they're also not trying to focus too much on the stories because there has been good. Oh, I remember because when we were planning this episode, I was trying to remember the thing that was like, what is the thing that they made into from a game into a, a movie or a TV show that I thought was good? And it was the League of Legends show that we talked right, about. The Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, that is translated from a video game where there is, to my knowledge, not like a lot of plot going on during the playing. There is like lore behind all the characters and stuff. But when you're playing, there isn't like much plot happening. It's more just playing. But they they made it into something that is real and has a, a genuine plot. And they just combined the superhuman abilities that the characters have into the plot and they folded that in and that is a good way to do that and i feel like we'll talk about it when we get to talk about uncharted but specifically these games naughty dog games these are story driven games so they should be easy to adapt into a film you know like they're already doing it with last uh, last of us which i hope will be successful yeah. and Pedro Pascal. Pedro I'm Pascal, really, yes. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping <laughs> that it'll be good because Uncharted, we'll talk about it, it was okay. But it's an easy thing to adapt because you could just create a story and just use the characters. And you don't have to worry about trying to appeal to any kind of superhuman abilities. 
trying to appeal to uh, any of the uh, tropes of the game at all. It's just you have the characters, and they created these characters, and you just take the characters and put it in a new situation, which is exactly what they did. That's true. I think they are still beholden to the tropes of the game, like the mm-hmm. iconography. Some of, of it, it, some of it not. Yeah, we'll get into that, but certainly, like they did take some things directly from the video games. Um, and we even see like the attire is the same and he ends up getting the holster yeah. vest thing. Uh, so yeah, I do think though, like it is possible, as you mentioned, you could take the lore behind League of Legends, put it into this deep thought out story. And they made that into a television show. We can also use that with the Witcher, which I haven't seen yeah, I played games, but that's also, Based on like book. that came from the book, which went to the game, but then went to the show. But that's still like a successful transfer mm-hmm. of that story between mediums. So it's definitely possible in order to like take a game where people initially are interactive mm-hmm. with it and take that story, put it into something else where they can't interact with it, but it's still compelling. Um, so yeah, I, I think it like, is possible. For yeah, sure. I feel like the ones that are successful, the ones that are story first, and I feel like a lot of the ones they make just aren't story first like resident evil and hitman and assassin's creed and tomb raider i don't feel like they're putting the story at the priority those movies are putting like the action and like the action you experience while playing the game at the forefront and trying to make you feel like you're playing the game while you're watching a movie which isn't what's happening you're trying to watch a story unfold right then you have things like to take the pikachu and sonic which do fairly well because they're emphasizing the story that's going on and just using the characters from the game to play out that story very true all right now we can jump into uncharted which i have not played but i did watch a playthrough of uncharted 4 and that's the other reason why i think it's why video game movies can work is i've we talked about this with last of us part two and also with uncharted 4 i watched those things get played so i wasn't actually the one interacting with those characters and whatnot and i still enjoyed myself it was great because there was a store at the uh, story at the core of it that i was able to latch on to so that's why i also think it's definitely possible for us to take a video game story or at least the core elements of it and transfer that into film but anyway so i haven't played through all the games i haven't watched playthrough of all the games just the uncharted 4 one um but i really enjoyed doing that but y'all actually played it so talk about your experience doing that so I remember my brother bought Uncharted 2 on the PS3 when I was probably, it came out in 2008. I must have been probably 10 when he first bought it because uh, he bought it a couple years after it came out. And I watched him play it a lot. Like I would just sit in his room while he's playing it and I would just watch him play. And I thought it was such a cool looking game. I thought it looked like it was a bunch of fun and I knew nothing about it. And then eventually my mom let me play it. I, I got old enough where i could play a teen rated game and so i played through it i loved it i thought it was great and then the third game came out i think 2013 2012 2013 maybe around there because it was around the same time as the last the first last of us a little bit after i think and my brother bought that game of course and I, i watched him play a bunch of that like i remember watching him play the first mission and thinking it looked so cool even though it's the worst game in the series i still thought it looked cool and then eventually I was able to play it myself. And it was a little disappointing, but I still had fun. And then a couple years after that, I was older. Uh, I had funds of my own. 
And so I went and I purchased the first game in the series, which I had never seen anyone play. I knew nothing about it. And I played through it and I had a good time. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. It's not like a complicated story or anything. It's really a good setup to the series. And then I think after that, I got hooked again and I played the second one and third one. And so I was super excited when the fourth one came out because it had been a long time since any Uncharted had come out. Uh, it's been a part of my video game experience ever since I was a kid. You know, I grew up on Uncharted and it came out. I was super excited. I don't. I still don't think my brothers played it, which I think is crazy because he was the one who played <laughs> it more than I did when I was a kid. But I bought it. I played it. I loved it. I lived it. I thought it was fantastic. And then fast forward to, I don't know, maybe five years later, six years. No, six years too much. Four years later, probably four. I got Alexa to start playing them. Okay, can I tell my side? And now Alexa can tell her. Okay, so it's clear that I love Tom Holland. So that's why I started (laughs) playing the game. And I was like, Dylan, I really want to play on and play Uncharted. And um, so he got me into it. And I suck at video <laughs> games so bad. Like, I remember there was just like, all I had to do was just go across a wall. And I kept falling like 20 times in a row. And Dylan was just getting so frustrated with me it's playing the game <laughs> no sure. like i had to play in the easiest she'll fall mode. like the eighth time and i'm like just jump just jump no that's the x button <laughs> <laughs> no but i immediately got i immediately got hooked on the games i think it's such a great game and um i love it so much more than like the other video games i played i genuinely do think uh, uncharted 4 is my favorite video game of all time besides Whoa. like I mean, like, I haven't played much, but it's Uncharted 4 is definitely, like, my favorite. I will say I have also played much. Like, I've played many video games, and Uncharted 4 <laughs> may also be my favorite video game of all time. So there is high praise in this room for Uncharted 4 right now. I think it's fantastic. But I finished all the games. Um, slowly but surely, <laughs> I did. And... um no i just extremely i i just i just love the game so much and like it was such a hard transition to play other games like after playing uncharted because i'm like oh i could parkour but i can't i have to use gear and i have to upgrade the gear i have to do stealth and i get to do a bunch of other things that i didn't have to do in uncharted alexa liked the playability of uncharted a lot and so having to play a different game was very difficult for because it's not the same playability. Why do you think I was going to hit you? And uh, well, I remember the, the game I tried to get her to play after she finished Uncharted 4. I tried to get her to start the Batman series because it's oh, a great game series. It is. But that game relies a lot on stealth. And she does not like stealth a lot because she's not very good at it. I'm more of a shoot and, and just so she, fight your way out kind of and person. So Arkham Asylum was probably like a 10 hour game and she played like the first 30 minutes and then I played the rest of the nine and a half hours <laughs> until I beat it for her and she just watched me do it and then she didn't really watch. And so she still has to go back and play that one because she didn't actually play it. Yeah, sure. You could do, I mean, especially like there are definitely the stealth elements, but that's mm-hmm. so fun. It's so fun to be able to sneak yeah, around the in the Batman games are so good. No, I, I know it is. Down and snatch them it's up. just 
Oh, it's hard so without the like parkour element. It has parkour. You're bad. No, I know, right. but you like you're not gadgets. Nathan. You're not you can Nathan do 10 Drake. Ten times though. more things than Nathan Drake. You're not Nathan Drake. Yeah, you're Batman. You're Bruce yeah, Wayne's Batman. Well, you like being Spider. You, you, you only play you're games that Tom Holland has adapted. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, when Tom Holland is Batman, um, then you'll finally play these. He games. didn't adapt Miles Morales. Yeah, but he was still Spider Man. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you should give those a chance. Right, least, I will. I will. Like definitely the open world school. ones. Mm-hmm. I think Arkham the, City, man. I think the one game that she should actually play next is The Last of Us and The Last of Us Two because there's a lot of stealth in that and it will teach her how to do it and properly because it's it's all about because in that game it's hard. It's very hard to be stealthy. You've got like five bullets and you've got like six enemies and you've got like a bottle with some fire in it and you're just trying to get through without dying and it's it's very very hard. But I think she would enjoy the last book. This is a good story too, and also the show's coming out. You like Pedro Pascal? Oh yeah, he's sexy. So yeah, she has to play the game. There you go. Oh, wait, can I add a point? Yeah, go ahead. Can I add my ranking of the Uncharted? Games? Oh sure, please do. Okay, so the fourth game is definitely my favorite, and then I would say the second, then the first than the third but i will say it was hard playing the third game the third third game game. the third game when you have dylan just constantly shitting on it the entire time you're playing it i probably should have should have held off a little because we were playing you really should have just shut up while i was playing it because he's like look at this it's so stupid and he's like it's not that even that bad of a game like, it's honestly really i do not. still it's like good. it's a good game it's just a comparison to the other games it's just not good. i just think the second like and fourth game are the best well neil Druckmann <laughs> is the person who writes all these games for naughty dog and he did not write uncharted 3 because he was busy working on the last of us and so it was a completely different director and writing team and it's still like the people of naughty dog and it's still like trying really hard but he just didn't come through as as good as it should have been like it could have been a lot better there's parts that i like i like there's a whole sequence on like uh, a shipyard somewhere with pirates i think that part's cool uh i like the opening i've always liked the opening it's just like a bar fight which i think is kind of fun Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean there's parts to it that i think are cool it's just not like up to far gotcha so is your ranking the same as Alexis? It is the same as Alexis. <laughs> gotcha. But four and two, we'll switch. We'll switch sometimes because I'll, I'll play the second game and I'll be like, God, I love this because this is the first game I ever played was Uncharted two, of the series, and I, I love it. I think it's just such a fantastic game. I think I through and through them it's in awesome. order. She did play them brag. in order. <laughs> so well, I made you I, play them in order. Well, of course I'm gonna play them in order. Why am I not? Well, some people. Argue you could possibly skip Uncharted One, but I disagree. Uncharted One is very much just setting up the characters, and it is just one location. Like you're in the same place the whole time, and it is. Oh, yeah, it, it's are. still a good story though. Like I love it. Okay. I have fun. Okay, now we can go on to the movie adaptation, which was in the works for the longest time. Apparently, it's been like a decade in the making, because at one time Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be nathan drake and now he is aged into the sully role the mentor role so yeah this has been a long time coming 
but they finally were able to get it to the theaters. So initial reactions, do you guys think it delivered? Uh, no, (laughs) not really. When I think of like a good Uncharted movie, I think of something that's faithful to the games, but original. And I feel like it was trying to do both of those things, but it didn't succeed in either way. Like it was trying to do a lot of the tropes to be faithful to the games, but it was also trying to come up with an original story. But then you look at a lot of the set pieces and a lot of the, the plot to the actual treasure hunt. It is ripped off of a lot of the games. It, it, and it just is sad that like a lot of the set pieces, the action set pieces were like that. The third mm-hmm. act is different. We'll get there. But like mm-hmm. the stuff with the auction is from the fourth game. The stuff with the plane is from the third game. Like it's definitely copying certain elements, which I didn't like because they're trying to build it as an original story and parts of it just aren't original. I felt like there wasn't enough focus on actual history as the games often do. Like there's a, a big emphasis on like history on how the history ties into the treasure hunt and all the stuff and like, like create like taking all these facts and turning it into fiction, which is sort of an interesting thing for them to do. And I feel like they just said Ferdinand Magellan and then treasure and then just kind of went with it. <laughs> and they didn't really like elaborate on anything, which is kind of sad. Right. And also I thought the stuff with, Nate's brother was not good. I did not like how they changed the or. Oh, I didn't like how they changed the origin story of it. Mm-hmm. They did do that. They changed how he met Sully. They changed what happened to Sam and the parents and the parents. And it's not. I don't know. I I wish because I feel like it had been more faithful to the story of the games while also creating its own original story, which you can do. There's a period of time where. Nathan, Drake, and Sully are just off doing adventures before the first game even happens, and you could just make a story with that. And you don't have to rewrite how the game goes. You don't have to, like, you don't have to give another origin story for how Nate and Sully meet. Like, in the first game, they're already friends, and it's just a story. Like, we don't find out how they meet until the third game. So there's no reason for you to give an origin story other than, I guess... It hurts to say, but it's kind of lazy writing. They, they, they're like, well, these characters can't just be friends already. They have to meet somehow. And it's like, well, now you're rewriting the game and you're doing it worse than the game did. Because Sam and the parents are... I feel like they're pretty important to mm. the character. Yeah. I also felt like that whole opening after the, the initial like you know fight sequence on the plane where they... Mm-hmm. they flash forward a little bit the whole flashback part was just bad i thought that was all you just hate flashbacks in general that's not true at all oh my they do flashbacks in uncharted 4 and it's incredible like they it works very well like it's the exact same thing as they do flashbacks to nathan and sam as kids and it's great like you spend a whole 30 minutes of the game just walking around as a child version of nate looking at things with sam and it's fantastic like it's a great part of that game and they don't do anything at all similar to this they they break into a place they look at a map they talk briefly and then sam dips and then there's just postcards <laughs> yeah i don't know it seems very odd with that part especially like i think the movie got off to a very bad start it really did yeah yes. the opening fight scene was very poorly edited sure it just didn't feel 
like I felt nothing watching. It just felt yeah kind of horrible. And at that point, it's like, well, you don't have any investment in the characters. You can definitely make something that's visually interesting and can get your blood pumping, even if you mm -hmm. aren't aware of like the characters or what's going on. Yeah, and but it's an original an original action set piece that isn't ripped <laughs> off from the third game entirely like entirely True. ripped off well again Completely. that's like that's something i would sort of expect like some of those set pieces because they are so well done and iconic from the games already i would imagine they would want to utilize some of them and again that's a way to show hey this is coming from something here like we're recognizing the original stuff like the original games and we're going to put it into the movie but I think, yeah, there's always a concern with that because if you don't do it as well, which I don't oh. think they did, especially in the beginning. It got better when we went back to it in the midpoint, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the opening of it was not well done at all. But yeah, I don't we hold do. it against them that they wanted to include one of the set pieces from the games. Uh, I do. I just feel <laughs> like every time they came out of the game, there is that reference to something previous of course but then they step it up like in the in the second game there's the whole train sequence that sort of sets off this like idea that there's going to be some kind of crazy vehicular obstacle that he has to get past in the second one he is in a plane and now he has to deal with the issues of falling crazily out of a plane and again also on a cruise ship like they do that as well in the third like they oh, keep stepping up these action set pieces and then the fourth game he's you know barreling through uh madagascar in a jeep like they keep you know stepping up their game and doing something different each time while still like making references like in each game there's pretty much a part where there is a convoy of vehicles and you're just hopping from vehicle to vehicle they do that in every game and it is copy and paste but that is such a small part of it and it is sort of you know it's just what you get used to when you play the games enough is you do that sort of hop from vehicle to vehicle and it's a good set piece that they do. if they had done that and they copied it in this movie, I'd be fine with it because it's something they do in every game. And if they do it in the movie, it's fine. But the plane is very specific to Uncharted 3. And I feel like copying and pasting a set piece is not the way to do it when it is so iconically Uncharted 3. Like, it's literally the cover of it is, yeah. the, the game is him falling out of a plane over the desert. Right. Again, I think... I'm okay with it, especially since I imagine it wasn't exactly, exactly the same. Like, there was no, well, maybe there was, I don't know. It was, it was a whole exactly bit with Chloe same. doing her thing, and there's, like, the side betrayal, and then she's trying to get out of the plane as well. Basically, what happens in the game is that Nathan stows away on a plane, and then he gets found out, and then he fights a couple people on the deck of the plane while it's opening up, and then he opens the parachutes. And then all the boxes fall out and then he falls back onto the boxes. Then he slowly works his way back towards the front of the plane while still fighting people. And then he falls off. Gotcha. So it's exactly like the movie. Except well, now yes, Chloe is there in the car. Like many of the actions. But I think the way that it's woven into the story, like you also have the Chloe factor there. You initially have the Sully factor and he like dips. I think there's enough of it there where it's not exactly copy and pasting. Like they take the same set piece. Yes, but they are able to weave it into the story they were trying to tell, which was different from whatever was going on in uncharted three. But again, I think the part of why you don't like it is because it just wasn't well done. I feel like if it were well done, you would have liked it. But yeah, I definitely don't 
hold it against the film that they wanted to include one of the most recognizable set pieces. I just think they failed in making it anywhere near as good as the way that it appeared in the game. But I do think, like, if they make an Uncharted 2, I imagine they're definitely going to try to do that bouncing from car to car thing, which, I mean... They should. You're saying it's fine because, like, oh, that's a staple of all the games is they do some version of that. Um, To me, it's a reference to the Indiana Jones series because they do that a lot in Indiana Jones. In the first one, there is a big convoy chase scene. And in the third one, there's a big uh, convoy chase scene. And in the fourth one, there's a big convoy. Like, it's something that they do a lot in the Indiana Jones series. And I feel like that was always the reference in Uncharted is that they're sort of poking fun and also alluding to that whole idea of Indiana Jones bouncing from car to car and just nonstop like problems for him arising right. in that sort of sense. And I feel like if Uncharted is trying to be like the new Indiana Jones movie series, that is something that they could play off of in an original way that would be fun to see as opposed to just taking an action set piece that is original to Uncharted and just copying it over. Sure, I it's think so, but I would also say like, wouldn't you want them to include something that is distinctly the Uncharted series rather than including something that is in itself a reference to movie set pieces that have already been done. And now they're just making it live action again in movie form. I'd be like, I'd rather them. Dylan, it says offline for me. Alexa, you're fine. I'd rather them try to include some of the elements of the Uncharted games that are uniquely Uncharted. No, but in the games, there's always some supernatural element and like there's a reason why like like there's just gold left there or like why the treasure's just left there because like l- like in the first game it was um what was it they went mad I yeah they, they, oh, they turned into zombies they turned like into zombies in that turns people into uh, the undead into zombies in the second game it was the sap and like that turned them into like the like these crazy like strength and like blue monsters and then the third game who was in the third the third game is the big um it's a big vat of oh uh, like psychedelic chemicals psychedelic water. water and so when you drink the water it, it like, makes, makes you, you go, go insane but for this one like the fourth game it was just like it was just greed that was the whole reason why the gold was just left there is because like of greed and like they didn't trust each other and that and like you see the two pirates henry avery and i forgot the second one and they just shot each other thomas too thomas too and they didn't get that and they kind of took that element from the fourth game to this movie like... let me finish talking okay they kind of took this element though from the fourth movie um from the fourth game to this movie like there's no supernatural element into this but i kind of like the supernatural elements in the game that like make it why like these people are like go insane or like why the treasure is left there and why no one else has been able to find it to me i feel like there's always because i didn't think about this until you just said it now there's always a reason why the treasure has not been found until now and to me in this movie there's just no reason why nobody's found it yet it's just in a cave. <laughs> That's in so true. And it's like, an obvious. Why are you hating it's an obvious the hole in it's the cliffside. It's a very obvious it, cave. Yeah. No one's explored that in 500 years. Like, come on. <laughs> it just seems odd. And also, like, the key to finding out, like, where the, like, the, the key to finding the map is, is in the middle of Barcelona, just 
under the street. You're telling me they never did any excavations <laughs> when designing the, that sewer system that discovered this room? It seems a little far-fetched. Like, the games go to great lengths to making it seem like it is something that is lost. Like, he finds, like, the whole thing is that in each game, he finds a lost city. Like, a whole city that has just been... Not, it wasn't a city in the first game. It was just a statue. Well, it was supposed to be a city because it's El Dorado. He's looking for El Dorado. And then he finds out that El Dorado is a statue and not an actual civilization. No, it's a sarcophagus. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and And I feel like it is odd... That nobody found. like it just there was not like a lot of great lengths that they had to go to to find this treasure. Like granted, there's more time in the games. You have twelve hours in the games to get through that story of like where is this lost city and how they find it and all that stuff. But like, come on, <laughs> come on! In the Philippines, just a cave in the Philippines. Oh, come on. Uh, okay, well, no. stop hating on the Philippines. I'm saying we have Duterte. Are you saying that some kid in the Philippines didn't just go swimming in a cave and find $5 billion worth of gold? I mean, probably. I'm sure they probably took some and pawned it off, but like, I don't know. The Philippines is different. Kept going back. So if that's the case, then Nathan Drake didn't discover Ferdinand Magellan's lost gold. Uh, random well, Filipino sure. boy did. Well, probably. Uh, why? Well, if they would have done that, they would have been taking all the gold forever it is absurd that in 500 years no one would have gone in yeah. to scout out that cave but and another thing is i there's didn't no like how reason. easy it was I for know, him to get to the cave there. yeah he just also, that's very true they also don't explain why the ships are there like there's no reason why they just left five billion dollars worth of gold in the philippines they don't give a reason. It's just there. Um, they're colonization. Like, they're like, That's Ferdinand why. Magellan is looking for gold. And he found it. But he never returned with it. So where did he leave it? The Philippines. Why did he leave it there? It's in the Philippines. And it's like, but why did he leave it there? Why they did said he leave he died. In the first game, Eldorado. They said he died, though. And that's yeah, he died. But are you telling me the 18 crew members were just like, ah, let's just leave this $5 billion of gold. They with- killed themselves over it. When do they say that? They said that in the beginning. 18 men killed themselves over it, the gold. I'll be honest. That. Yes, they did. They could or couldn't have. I have no clue. Because that stuff went in one ear and out the other. Like, a lot of that movie was forgettable. And that part of it, it just was, was not explained well. well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Like, in the first game, you have El Dorado, the statue. And, like, of course, anyone who comes <laughs> near it just gets turned. <laughs> Stop. Just gets turned into a zombie. In the second game, you have Shangri-La, which is being guarded by giant blue monsters. In the third movie, you have uh, and the sap. you have the Iram of the Pillars, which is in the middle of the world's largest desert. Of course, nobody's found it yet. Like it's impossible to venture that far into the desert unless you know exactly where you're going. And in the fourth game, you have a random island off the coast of Madagascar that has just been undiscovered or has not been found in a long time, which makes also sense. And it's also covered in booby traps. So, of course, people die all the time if they do find it. Oh, yeah. So, like, Where there's was a reason why it has traps? not been widely discovered. There's no reason why this treasure has not been widely discovered yet. There's no extensive booby traps stopping people from finding it. There's no reason why someone can't just stumble into a cave. It seems illogical. Seems Very not well true. Yeah. What about to shift gears here and talk about the casting? Tom Holland, 
Alexa, did you think that Tom Holland delivered as Nathan Drake? Did he pull it off? I, I'm kind of biased here. So, like, it's nice to see him break out the Spider-Man role because I have not seen him outside of anything outside of his Spider-Man role. I didn't watch Cherry. I didn't watch, like, I don't so know you're what a fake fan, it seems like. Besides, I didn't even watch Spider. Yeah. So you're a fake fan. <laughs> I'm not a fake fan. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> just stop. Stop it. Anyway, um, I haven't seen him in much besides his like Spider-Man role, so it was like very different. And like sometimes it was nice to see him not be Peter Parker and like be like someone his age and act grown and like be this flirty like beef that like he's just trying to make a living for himself and he like misses his brother and stuff like that but i think he did do a pretty good adaptation as like nathan drake he knew his like he act i felt like he acted like he gave off a good portrayal of nathan drake i think you're just biased because you love nolan north i do so love much nolan north. and um but i think he did give a pretty good adaptation of it i really I, do i liked his scene when he was a bartender I oh liked yeah all that, of that was stuff. good i thought it was good up until the part where Mark Wahlberg shows up, which was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was He's out of nowhere. <laughs> and I think he was okay in certain parts of the rest of the movie, but overall, it just kind of felt like a different character than what the games were giving. Like, he was his own character. Like, he was his own version of Nathan Drake, which is the most you could ask, I guess. I don't think he was trying to be Nathan Drake in the games, which is fine. Can you get Poppy? And is she just gonna sleep? Yeah, just put her on the bed. And I feel like I don't know. It just could have been if you wanted it to be more like the games, you could have gotten someone else to do it, and someone else would have done a better job. But absolutely, yeah. It's sad that they weren't able to get this movie made earlier so that he could have done it because he's already been in a uncharted yeah. short film a little fan film i thought that was it like is, a yeah. fan cast. it is a fan cast it was fun it was a good it was well done i think he would be good at it but i feel like with tom holland doing his own thing it was fine yeah i'm inclined to agree that it was just fine the initial parts because again i thought all the beginning was rocky so his initial introduction it felt like he was trying so hard to be this non-Peter Parker thing. And it didn't even really feel like a Nathan mm-hmm. Drake or real person. It just felt like he was trying to do something other than Peter Parker. And it felt for us and I yeah. didn't like it. That's why I feel like yeah. it was just kind of its own thing. Like, it's not even like Nathan Drake. It's right. his own version of Nathan Drake. Which is like, you know, if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. So I thought that it's fine. wasn't particularly great. But as the film went on, I did warm up to it. There's definitely parts, like, especially when he's doing action scenes or whatever, and he's, like, fighting or falling or something. It it just feels so much like Peter Parker. Yeah. Like Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's all he does is Spider-Man. Just yeah. fall and fight, to be fair. <laughs> and cry. True. So, yeah. in those ways, it was hard to fully latch onto him as this character. But, again, it was past, but it was okay. But I would have preferred if we went for an older Nathan Drake, a Nathan Villian. And that way we can at least get like those films. And they could have always come back and done the prequels where they show Sully and Nate's 
adventures before like the events of the game and they could have gone with tom holland then but i guess they wanted to yeah but i feel like people wouldn't have liked it as much if tom holland was just like the younger one and wasn't like one of the main characters nah yeah, i think people would have been okay with it because we would have had what we have now which is young nathan drake but now we're not going to have the older nathan drake unless they force tom holland to age into the role for five movies well i mean like he's going to eventually yeah. will he though <laughs> yes he will Will tom holland get older will he ever yes, look he, oh, slightly older yes. i guess time will tell oh my god no in the first spider-man movie he looks 16 but then in like the second one i'm like oh shit he's actually in his 20s like he actually looked older and he actually looked older in this one and like plus he's white you know white people age like Whoa. bananas sometimes so like Whoa. he'll be fine hey i will refer you to what'd you say right there you damn go damn straight and tom cruise i will refer you to tom cruise until <laughs> i know what happened maybe <laughs> when it when it finally but caught hey, up he up until then, he would have been a really good kid. He still is. I mean, it's still crazy. Top Gun Maverick, when you see him in that movie, 30 years after the other one. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you look at him, like, just in real life now, as opposed to, like, in real life a year ago, he looked, like, almost like his movie self in real life. But now I also refer you to Ralph Macchio of Karate Kid. He is very youthful, yeah. Billy Zabka is pretty useful. Yeah. Less so. I mean, Dan, uh, Ralph Macchio, that dude yeah. still looks like he just turned 40. And the man's 60. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Uh, Good for yeah. him. All right. What about Mark Wahlberg as Sully? I have my own personal problems with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but yeah. as Sully. I liked him as Sully. No, nah, it's going to be a pass for me. Oh! Really? Uh, I didn't like it. I, I liked it even worse. See than now Holland. why? Because I was when I was watching it, I was like, this doesn't feel like solely. But I also didn't have the four games. Yeah, that's solely wasn't. I don't think as big a part of Uncharted Four as he was in the previous ones. So to me, I was fine with it. But it was just like Mark Wahlberg, really being Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as Mark. So Wahlberg, and I was fine yeah. with it because it's like oh, it it's just, a banter, yeah, I mean, charismatic performance. But, but I was like, is that really solely? So Dylan, is he? Like, the way they wrote Nathan Drake is similar to how Nathan Drake actually is. This Victor Sullivan is very, very different. Like, he is just not at all a good guy. Like, he, at the end, he has his, his you know, I'll choose Nathan over the gold kind of moment. But everything leading up to that, he's very much a hard ass who, who is, like, a, an, like a, almost a secondary antagonist at certain points where he's just very much selfish and very much gold-oriented. And, like, Victor Sullivan has those gold-oriented moments, but even since like, like his introduction into Nathan's life in the third game, he picks Nathan over the gold, like over over anything, like because they're about to kill Nathan and he just kills a guy who's going to kill Nathan, and that's how he meets Nathan Drake. Like he just chooses Nathan, and like they form that bond. And I think that's a great way for them to be introduced. Picking Nathan <laughs> up in a bar is very very different, very very odd. The yeah, mustache wasn't there. <laughs> it is, yeah. 
And also, when they did show the mustache in the mid credit scene, it looked <laughs> terrible. It was an awful, awful Bro, mustache. He's still on rocking that mustache. I would rather him just not have a mustache. No, I feel like the mustache is such a so iconic cool. part of Sully's character. Of yeah, like Victor. So God damn, I can't fucking do the voice. It looks so bad you on do Mark it. Wahlberg. I don't want to do it. <laughs> it looks so bad on Mark Wahlberg. It looks awful. It looks like he just hit puberty or something. I mean, it is a bad, bad mustache. They should have just given him a fake one, honestly. It would have been fine. Like, like I think a it Ron was a Burgundy fake kind one. of fake mustache. That would have been right. fine. On Mark Wahlberg, I, I would have been like, okay, now at least he looks like Sully. Maybe they'll write him a little bit better to be like Sully, and then I can get behind it. But, but I, like, he, I feel a, he like he'll, look like he'll Sully, become Sully now sure. with the mustache and the like iconic shirt. Like yeah, they're wears. like yeah, they're leaning into that now. If they're gonna make a sequel, he'll certainly look more like Sully in that. I but know. it's the fact that a he didn't look like Sully, b he didn't act like Sully, c he didn't talk like Sully, and d all of those things that he wasn't Sully, he was just Mark Wahlberg. He also he Mark Wahlberg has more of a Boston accent <laughs> than Tom Holland's character. Yeah, and Tom Holland's character is supposed to be from Boston. Dang. Like you could, I could, because I've been watching a bunch of like Boston accent videos, and like I don't know, I like it just came out so strongly in this movie, especially like when he was telling Tom Holland off. But like I don't know, Tom Holland always has like the same kind of like American voice. I feel like I don't know, like he just did. Like obviously, he's not going to sound like Nolan North, but I thought he would just sound a bit more. Like Nathan Drake. Uh, Nathan Drake's a bit more flirtatious and more of a smartass, and I feel like he wasn't as much in this movie. I feel like Harrison Ford, like 30 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, would have been a, a, like, a better example of what a live-action Sully could be like. Because I feel like he has that sort of suave but also outdated dynamic of like a 70s star, something that we just don't see anymore. And Mark Wahlberg just doesn't exemplify that True. in any way. Just not at all. Not in his performance, yeah. not in his It also his doesn't action, help dialogue, that he could still like somewhat reasonably play Nathan Drake at this current state. Like he, yeah. and even with the Boston accent and all that, and he's shredded, he's bigger than Tom Holland is. So it doesn't help that you're constantly thinking this dude could still have pulled off Nathan Drake and he's supposed to be Sully. I don't think he could have pulled off Nathan Drake. I think, I think he could so. Have pulled off Nathan. Yeah, it would have been Nathan a Drake for sure. slightly older, but okay. for sure he could have. But yeah, it would have been a yeah. weird experience, but he could have done it. What about? Okay, anyway, I still think like Nolan North is in the movie, and when I saw him, I was like, <laughs> he could play Nathan Drake. Like if he if he worked out like a little more and got a little more ripped, he could do it. Like he already has the voice. He already knows how to perform it. Just let him do it. Be like an older version of Nathan or... Drake. He could do it. He's it in starts off shape. with Nathan uh, Nathan Drake just telling his story and it cuts off to Tom Holland, like a young Tom Holland. I, I mean, you could have just done a whole movie where instead of Nathan Drake, it's Nathan Drake's daughter and Nathan Drake just makes appearances. And it's a sequel to the games rather than a true. prequel. They probably will like, do that at some point. People love Nathan Drake. Yeah. I mean, I know people love Nathan Drake and they want to see like a, a faithful adaptation of Nathan Drake on screen. I just... I don't think this sure. was the one to do it. Also, the GPS aspect that was stolen from the fourth game too. It was also just stupid. <laughs> no, the so GPS aspect. just gave him his location, like in the. In no, the that's in game. the fourth game, in and that's game, how Rafe tracks. Track, that's like, how Rafe tracks him, and then like Rafe, Rafe is like a millionaire who can track your phone. Like that is the reason he can find them. 
in this game, Nathan just gives him his location. Like he just gives it to him and then walks away and then never yeah. changes also, it back. Great that his phone like fucking idiot. was able to stay good through swimming to the ships. Oh yeah, swimming. Yeah, and falling and out of like, a plane, being underground, yeah, all and stuff. all that. Yeah, thank God, it's, it's still, durable, it's still film. stable. Um, but yeah, there yeah, were sure. some good elements to this film, which I think came towards the third act with a set piece that wasn't oh, yeah. in the games. The whole flying ship stuff. No, that original. Was, that I was original. Thought that was and so I, cool. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was so weird and so bizarrely stupid. <laughs> I think that so it too. Worked. Obviously, never could happen, but it's just fun. It's just cool to see that happen. I, I, I mean, think it's there's a like, lot of things in the Uncharted games that could never happen. Yeah, but like the Uncharted games are crazy, but not they never reached this level of absurdity. Of they like had the Nazi chasing. zombies. <laughs> I think it's they still, can have flying. To ships. me, it's not even like this level of just insanity. Like, there's a reason for everything. There's no reason. Like, there's so many plot holes to them being able to lift up those 500-year-old ships and have them be intact and slam them into rocks at wild speeds and have them be intact. I feel like there's a lot of holes in the plot of that. And also, the physics of how they were even moving on the ships during certain parts also did not make any sense. But it was so bizarre just to watch and so absurdly stupid that I kind of liked it. I thought Me it was fun. too. That was the part where I it clicked. Everything they, was actually working well. Yeah. When they get to the pirate ships and he like first shows up, it's like, oh, it's Uncharted Four. Like he finds the pirate ships and he's in a pirate ship. And I thought, I was like, oh, if they just do a sword battle at the end, then they're just ripping off Uncharted Four again. And they didn't do it. They did a whole flying ships thing, which I thought was crazy. I and love I, the I'm glad that they did something original. So much. Uh, I did not like the fighting. I scenes. love the fight, like especially the ones on the pirate ships and to like me, the one on the planes. Like I never realized how violent they were. Like especially like when the person flies off, because in the game you just kind of shoot the person off just to like get them out of your way. But then in this game, you're like, oh. Wait, they actually might have cracked their neck. Holy shit! Like it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's kind of like, odd that Nathan Drake like... never shoots a gun in the game in the movie. Well, this is him becoming Nathan Drake. The I whole guess. movie is about becomes him just becoming a violent Nathan killer Drake. later. <laughs> yes. Wait, what do you say? He says becomes violent killer later. Yeah. <laughs> she has no She's response. Done. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I thought that to me when I play the games, Nathan Drake is a very scrappy fighter. He's very much like like it's like bare knuckle boxing almost, where he's just he's got his fists out and he's just throwing fists, and that's how he is like all the games. And in this, I just felt like Tom Holland was too acrobatic about it and too like I don't want to say dainty, but he was literally just flying around the place <laughs> like he was Spider Man, and I'm like. What are you doing? You're a normal, like, yes, Nathan Drake can climb a bunch of stuff, but he's still a normal guy who, when he gets into a fight, puts up his two fists and just starts throwing them. Like, that's all he does. And maybe, like, throws, hits a, hits a guy with a bottle or something. Like, there's no, in the, the, the bar fight, when they're trying to find the keys and stuff right. in Barcelona, when he's, like, literally flying around, like, spinning around him and, like, throwing weird punches and then he spins into the cave, I'm like, this is something that an advanced acrobat has to do, like Tom Holland. I like uh, this is not something that Nathan Drake could physically do, and I was just a little bit uh, taken aback by. It. I did like I didn't like the fight leading up to him dangling on the lights in the auction scene, but I did like him actually dangling on the lights. I thought that was fun. 
because it's something that Nathan would do. He would just jump onto lights and he would hang and then eventually fall. Like I thought that was actually kind of clever. Of course, I didn't like that whole sequence because that is also a ripoff. It of the is board game. like, <laughs> like completely. There's a whole bit where they're breaking into an auction and Sully has to. He's waiting for him to cut out the power, and Nathan's job is to cut out the power. And Nathan is struggling to do it, and so to buy time, Sully has to pretend like he has to keep the auction going so that the sale yeah, can't you know. go through. Like it is cut. It is like completely it's funny taken that they took so the much game. from the fourth. I can't tell if you want it to be like cut and paste from the game. Because I feel like if it was like 100% cut and paste from the game, you would hate it. And you'd be like, it's not original. And then like when you're like, when they cut and paste this part of the game, it was good. Like you're very, you're not. I feel like I disagree with that. I feel like a, a, like a complete adaptation of one of the games would have been a very odd thing to watch. But if it was done well, I think I would have preferred that to something that's supposed to be original, but then just rips off scenes from the game in itself. like. I don't know. I felt like if they just took Uncharted 2 and they made it a movie and they did it well, like if they did it well, I think that'd be a fun thing to watch. Like, I like Uncharted 2. I like watching it. I like playing it. I wouldn't mind watching a movie version of it. I think I would have a good time. It wouldn't be the best thing in the world. Of course, a completely original story with Nathan Drake that is completely original would be superior, but they did that with this movie and they didn't do it well. And That's that true. Kind of makes me so sad. Again, I don't know. I give them a pass for taking some elements from the game incorporating it because yeah, you want yeah, there too. to be like some of that shared identity with the games and again some of those set pieces are really recognizable mm-hmm. and good like the whole plane thing so i can understand why they wanted to make an effort at incorporating it but i think it's because the execution didn't live up I in those cases right. that it's not matching up mm-hmm. but i do like that they also like, as you said, they didn't go the route of Uncharted 4 with the ending with the pirate ship. They did their own new thing with the flying ships in the cargo bob, and it was great. So I love that they were able to throw in some mm. scenes that we've seen before, but then they're also come able to come up with new set pieces that are just as fun. But, but like, think about it like this. That new set piece was the best part of it. Imagine if all of the big set pieces in this movie or completely new like that final one it would have been great it would have been true. absurd and i don't think great. i think that was the best they could do that was the one set piece in the 10 years they were trying to make this film they said that's the one <laughs> that was the one idea that they had <laughs> they burned it so now i don't know we'll see if they can come up with new stuff yeah for the new one if they do get a new one um but yeah ultimately i thought that was cool i just thought i don't know a lot of the film was just sort of rocky especially the characterizations of yeah. the people like with nate and Soli. like if they went that route with the characters which is different from how they're in the games that's fine but the ending of it when Soli like throws the bag at the one chick and then helps nathan up like that didn't feel very earned to me like they didn't seem like they ever actually liked each other at all like they did the playful banter but they didn't yeah. seem like they actually cared about each other so yeah, it no, seemed weird that that was like the big i mean he got him the they did they had no chemistry they had no chem like one of the big things throughout all four games is that nathan and Sully have great chemistry together and they get along very well even though they have like back and forth banter that's a little bit bickering it's still like very well done and they have really good chemistry and did they have good no chemistry, chemistry when they first met 
what in the in the games yeah 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 they do because they have the whole thing where they have that scene after Sully saves his life where he buys him food and they're just sitting down and talking oh yeah and he explains who he is and then they talk about the the ring that he has true I liked it also way to just completely get rid of that entire storyline of him stealing the ring from somewhere in South America like there's a whole part in the third game where he like he has this ring throughout all the games and the backstory is that he goes to a museum in South America and he steals the ring from it. And that's how he meets Sully is in the middle mm-hmm. of stealing that ring. And they yeah, just completely got rid of it. Uh, like, Sully's wallet. And like, yeah, he has to steal Sully's wallet to get the key to unlock the case to get the ring. And I just, they just completely got rid of it. And just Sam just has it. He just has Sir Francis Drake's ring around his neck. I, don't, I <laughs> really fucking did how. not like what they did with the parents. I really did not Where like Where the fuck it. did he get Sir Francis Drake's <laughs> We're ring? We're going to do a flashback of that's all Sam, that's Sully, who knows. Did they talk about that? It was <laughs> that would be horrible? Oh my god, dude! If they just took Nathan's backstory and just gave it to Sam, ah, uh, I mean, it's the only thing that would yeah. logically make sense. Seems like that's what so stupid. They're gonna do. Okay, as okay. so we get to wrapping up the Uncharted talk, the gold they set up the, the one? gold. Oh, I never mind. I was reading all that gold gone. Tragic oh. belongs to the. Yeah, I said what a win. Oh, let's you, like that. <laughs> you know, I liked it because I was like, you know what? Good for the Philippines. That's this what I'm saying. Like, good for them. Just got five billion added to their. He said, no, it's but also, the Philippines. Now I said that's Duterte's that's property. That's Duterte's now. property. But also in Uncharted Four, the ship itself sinks and they lose all that gold. And also in the first move, uh, the first, the first video game, all the ship, all the. <laughs> you right? No. <laughs> I am getting flustered. No, all the gold is gone in the first movie. And the only reason why they're able to get like some fortune back is because in the first video game, um, so he's able to steal it. Yeah, he steals a boat. He steals steals a boat. And then in the fourth game, I don't remember what happens in the second and third game. In the fourth game, uh, Sam was able to steal some of the pieces. So I like that they kind of incorporated that. So that's why all the gold kind of sinks because like in the games, they never really get the entire fortune. They only get like part of it really. They just get what they need to survive. Yeah. It's not about the money, Ryan. It was about about the the friendship. It was clearly about the money. You know what's funny? (laughs) In the movie, it's it's about about the the money for every single character. Every single character is in it for the billions of gold. Nobody cares about the history or like trying to discover these lost, you know, cities or anything. They don't care. They're they all just very want greedy. The money. Okay, for I got two final questions for the Uncharted thing. Yes or no? Are you excited for yeah. a sequel if they make one? Yes. <laughs> Mid. I think that. <laughs> no, I think that if they do a sequel, I think that they can obviously like make the relationship between Sully and Nate a bit better, and they can like improve the story a bit. I think that they can like learn from their mistakes and make it better, especially with the addition of Mr. Whiskers <laughs> now, which makes uh, Sully a softer character, I feel like. To me, it's just... And which, Sully is kind of a softer character, so I feel like the cat kind of helps soften sure. him up. I just feel like they're setting it up with Sam, and I feel like that wasn't set up very well throughout the movie. Because there's no explanation as to why the fuck well, he's not I'm sure dead. they're going to go into it. Well, I mean, so that's how it they, was in the video game, too. Yeah, but, like, it's just done so poorly. So he's just like, I saw him get shot. He's dead. 
That's and what then, Nathan says in the video game. Yeah, but you watch Sam get shot. Like, you're there and you watch it happen. Oh, There's okay. no flashback in the movie. We don't see Sam get shot. We just hear it from Sully, and then Nate confirms it with the the Braddock, and then Braddock dies, and then Sam is just not dead. And I'm just like, the whole thing with Sam is just not done well. And I feel like if that's the direction they're going to go, they're doing it poorly. I like seeding out Outer Banks in the movie. Nah, just right. like don't know nothing about that. All right, and for your rating, out of five long-lost treasure troves that are in obvious locations that should have been discovered by now, <laughs> what would you give it? <laughs> he just grabbed my hand. What would you say, babe? I Okay, I know you're going to hate me for this, and I'm probably a bit biased in my opinion, which is fine. But four out of five. Wow, there you go. I know you're going <laughs> to give it like a three and a half. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Three out of five long lost treasure trails. Wow, there you go. I'm going to give it a 2.5. A. Yeah. Oh. Like Again. Less. We didn't talk about your opinions about it too much, Ryan. What were the things? Well, because I want to get to the next section. But uh, like I said, I thought the character dynamics didn't really work. There's a whole middle part, part here where I talk about like awkward characterizations. The whole sequence with the nuns and them in the church. Like none of that. It just was. It makes more sense. I'm sure in the video it does, games. but like none of it was making sense. Like especially the whole, true, so like the Chloe's stuff. backstory where we, it's like such a stupid little writing technique where they're sitting by while he's trying to open the lock or while she's trying to pick the lock, and he's like, "So, how would you end up here? What's your life story?" And she gives like three lines, and then that's it. We never hear anything more about that. And then he just breaks through the door because they couldn't yeah. pick the lock. That made no sense. Nathan, Nate, when he told off solely in the sand cavern when they were uh they find out that it's salt and not gold there and then he gets beat up by chloe and then uh solely comes down he's yelling at solely for being like wow all you wanted me was just to figure out what secrets i knew from sam he's like yelling at him like you're a terrible person you mm -hmm. suck this is all you care about and then the next scene is them waking up and they're in the little apartment together and they're like okay let's go figure out the next thing let's go to the airport where they're at like there's yeah, just right. no like connected tissue between these things. Like if he's that angry at Sully, why is he about to continue working with him? And again, when they Yeah. And then the whole the whole part where he's trying to break in to shut off the power when he's chewing bubblegum, and then he opens the door and sticks the bubblegum in the door so the door closes, and then he just immediately opens the door again. <laughs> like what the fuck is he doing? The door's already open. Why did he just fucking walk through it the port right fucking time? Why I know the fuck he did, did this whole bubble gum in it. It was just open. Why did he just fucking walk in? It was already open. He could have just. It was open. He could have just fucking walked through. No, the guy scanned his fob and like. Yeah, it was true. It was and open. he did this massive like acrobatic leap over the thing as if no one was going to see that. That's the most obvious thing in the world. If I'm seeing across the room, somebody just leaps over in this massive flourish over a railing. To be fair, he does do that a lot um, in the video games. You know what he does in the game to break into the back of the auction house? He just steals a key card and just nice. walks into the back. You know? I feel like that's just so much easier than everything that he did. Which it was, was a lot so of... I don't know, there's just a lot of moments that... Like, you could see kind of what they were trying to go for, but it just did not deliver. Like, it was a very cookie-cutter yeah. approach to the script. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of it was not great. You know what? You're right, Ryan. Ooh. I'm going to give him two and a half, too. I'm convinced. You <laughs> dropped said, me down a half. <laughs> okay, it was a bubblegum shit. It really pissed me off. Unforgivable. Fine. Three and a half. 
Great, uh-huh. Also, the whole thing was so like where they're just forget. I remember watching it in the theater last night, and I, they just were friends, and I was like, I thought they were done. I thought they weren't friends anymore. What the fuck? And then that they just moved on. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'll move no on sense. too. And again, that the whole thing stupid. with uh, like Nate being like, "Take my hand, grab me, help me." Like Soli had no the way they characterized Soli in the whole thing. He had no reason to actually help Nate and throw away the gold. Yeah, like they Not didn't build that up enough. So I don't know. Nope. Also, when he's got like what fifteen fucking postcards, <laughs> and then the one that he uses on the lighter just happens to be the one that I'm sure he would have done it, to it for all of them. But here's my thing: in how many years were you getting those postcards, and you didn't think to do that one thing that, like, that was the parting? You did immediately. Get, yeah, the parting gift was here's this lighter and a message that is only seen if you hold the lighter up to it. Why would you not do that for every message he ever sends? What? That just made no sense. Anyway, yeah. okay, so two point five for no me and you. Um, three point five. I dropped down. <laughs> hey, we got her too. Yeah. Okay, Shush. as a final quick little thing, I wanted to see what you guys would want to see for a video game. What would you want to see get adapted? Okay, this is more of like a story video game. Like it's not action or anything. Mm-hmm. It's not action or anything, but it's um, I forgot the exact name of it, but it was like the story of Edith Finch. Yeah, what? I remember. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. I never saw it, but it's basically it, you I'm tell gonna, it. Yeah, I you tell, tell it. it. You tell it. Okay. Go. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Hello. Can you still hear me? Yeah. What? He said absolutely. Girl. Oh, absolutely. No. Um, it's just basically about how her family's kind of cursed and how like all the family members die and she's going through like each of their rooms and like reading their stories and like seeing how and like getting flashbacks as to like how they die and you like play as the person and and how they die but that's more story based and also like i was gonna say life is strange but that is literally <laughs> choice based and like the ending can change. i was also gonna i'm also gonna say life is strange i feel like it would make for a good like mini series it is one of those games where they can Your do like a Bandersnatch kind of thing for they that. They could, but I would rather them just <laughs> take it. Just just tell me what the choices are that you're going to choose and just go with it. Like, just write a story. I don't really want a Bandersnatch thing anymore. I thought that was kind of stupid. But, like, the idea of Life is Strange would make a really good TV show, and I feel like... Yeah. Do you know what that is, Ryan? Life is Strange? I okay, watched yeah, a playthrough yeah, of it. Yeah, I just feel like it was yeah. good. Did you really? It's you should so have played good. it. I, oh, my God. So, I, why do you own all these so things? Good. But also, I'm telling you, it's just too... <laughs> yeah and those are the only like few games like that 20 I, bucks. not like the cost but also the time investment of actually playing through the oh. whole thing i can speed it up if i the, want to. What, it's like eight hours. no what's the one what the one with the windigos uh, until dawn no, the one with the windigos until and dawn. rami until, yeah I'll watch that well. <laughs> i think that would be so good um i couldn't watch it and i couldn't play it really i got too scared <laughs> i was pretty scared playing like i got like a good like hour into the See, game and i was like i'm pretty fucking scared that's why right i would now. so i just turned it off i was like what yeah 16 at the time i would definitely something? not still it. pretty old but no you scared. did that now because i wanted scared. to play it i own it you can play it you were time. just like don't <laughs> play it it's too scary it is very fucking scary like i remember just not being able to play it because i was so fucking scared but they already have like actors in it they have jordan fisher rami malik a hayden penetier yeah oscar winner rami malik could be so funny. they could reply reprise their roles I think it would be good. I genuinely yeah, do. I think so too. But what about you, Ryan? Any big video games you want to see? Turn yeah, into I movies? want it personally. 
I want to see a Sly Cooper movie. We had a trailer. Oh my god, I know you do. From like way back when, and then it never actually happened. Okay, but animated, animated or like no? Lion when you talk about animated, action. of course. Come on. <laughs> I would also want with like a, a raccoon and a turtle <laughs> and a hippo, but with proper dimensions. I'd want, I'd want Probably the actual voice actors though, because that was the one thing I didn't like is they tried to replace the Sly Cooper voice actor, but they kept the other ones, which made no sense. So of course, keep them. Well, didn't Sly Cooper change throughout the years? It was different. Like they were all different voice actors throughout the years. I don't think so, but whoever was for Sly Cooper three, they need to stay. I know Carmelita yeah. Fox changed every single time because sometimes she had an accent and <laughs> sometimes true. she did not. Yeah, her they can figure out, but the main three they got to stay, and I'd love to see that because it's them. Oh, wait, I had another. What is it? Popped to mind. What? It's like called it. Like, PewDiePie played it. It's called like "Find Me to the Moon," and it's like a very. Fly it's like a. To the moon. It's an eight bit video game, and it's like very sad. And it, like I like bawled my eyes out watching that, it. I I, yeah. I think it would be that, good. Like you're just trying to fulfill this guy's wish of like going to the moon, and he doesn't remember his wife, and like you're you're like time travelers basically. Yeah. And you're like going back in the past to like change it so he's able to go to the moon before he dies. Cool. So yeah, there's another one for Alexa. Mine would be my personal wish would be Cy Cooper. As for what I think they should adapt to be like commercially successful, which could be good, is another PlayStation thing. Is it exclusively PlayStation? Maybe it's not. But God of War. Yeah, I think that is that one PlayStation. That'd be kind of, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, yeah, that one would be good. We gotta answer the last couple questions. Um, but yeah, I think that, like, that one in particular would be good. I also think Horizon Zero Dawn, like, the concept of that game is just so cool. It would be insanely expensive to actually adapt it, but I think that would be another great thing to see on screen. Yeah. Anyway, that is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show or make suggestions for the movie of the week, you can email us at theboxoffishow at Our main title team for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Be sure to tune in next week. Big shout out to Alexa Kavarlis for coming out to the show. Thank you so much. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I did. Awesome. We'll be sure to have you back whenever Uncharted comes back. Or maybe for The Last of Us, you'll play the this game. This was a game. win for the <laughs> Philippines. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Of course. <laughs> all right, goodbye. Goodbye.